Christmas Eve. Today is December the 24th, 2022. The song that you just heard was Big Life by Kevin Gates. My name is William. I'm representing Peachtree Property Management, where we invest in fixing whole rental properties located in B, C, and D-class communities. Um, Today's podcast is basically, I'm going to hit on a couple points. Um, I always try to listen to uh, other investors, whether they're small, medium, or big-sized companies, or um, small, big, medium-sized influencers. And so uh, today I was, you know, the past couple of th- days I've been listening to different people and I've been coming up, um, you know, with ideas and some of the things I've been, I've already implemented a year or two ago. Um, and, you know, this whole podcast is just for me to, uh, you know, my company and I to help motivate others uh, to help, you know, as a coalition to battle gentrification. Um to let you know that we're in, you know, the people that think like me, we're in the battle um, with other people that say they want to do the same things that we're doing, but they're not properly preparing or they're not, uh, are they are being predators, I guess you could say. Uh, they're preying on the ones that have our mindset, uh, but they're not actually trying to fulfill uh, what they say they, they're there to fulfill or, you know, fulfill their duties. Um, and so, some of the things today is we won't be a long podcast. Um, I want to thank my uh, and my sponsors, um, which would be Firepower United, um, located in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. They'd be, they'd be starting their uh, game starting, I think, April the 22nd of 2023. They're uh, a new team. They're representing, uh, you know, Winston-Salem in the Triad, High Point, Greensboro, um, and, and the surrounding areas. Uh, they'll be playing at the Annex. Um, they're going to have a jersey reveal uh, in Winston-Salem on the 29th. Um, one of the owners would be Mike James. He's from Winston, uh, Winston-Salem itself. Uh, grew up there, born and raised. He owns uh, Model Sports, located in Winston-Salem also. Um, so, you know, if you want to reach out to him, you can find him on uh, Facebook. You want to find out more information about the team. If you want to find out a way you can be a sponsored donor, or investor, uh, you know, you can reach out to them also, um, or you can reach out to me and I have a way of, of, of contacting them. But again, the, uh, the name of the team is Firepower United and they're located at Winston-Salem. They'd be playing their game starting in April, uh, at the Annex, uh, Coliseum in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. So the, today's podcast, let me jump into it. Um, it's going to, um, talk about some of the things you could do into going into the new year. If you are not currently doing those things or, you know, you, you're thinking about some of the things that you want to do, uh, these are some of the things to add to it. So if you've been following my podcast, like I said before, Real Estate for Beginners is the name of the podcast. You know, I've been here to inform, to motivate uh, people for the, the past two years. I started this podcast during the pandemic. Uh, and I've been here to, you know, try to answer questions. And, uh, you know, I'll tell you, uh, where you can ask, uh, you know, ask all these questions or send your questions later on at the end of the podcast. The podcast uh, basically was created to battle justification, like I mentioned earlier. Uh, there are many people, 
that think like ourselves or think like me and they, they you all want to um, not get rich on every property. And what I mean by that, you know, you don't want to take one property and make, uh, you know, it'd be nice to make a billion dollars, but we're not here to try to make that. We know that basically, uh, you know, if, if we find, if we give someone uh, a great affordable rental property, that the money will eventually come. All right? The people will eventually come where they're, you know, they see what you're doing. And they say, well, oh, I can help you out. I can find other other people that want to sell that property or my grandmother wants to sell. My aunt wants to sell. Uh, we I, we owe back taxes. We just let you buy the house for back taxes. Uh, and those are some of the things that, you know, that, that I do. Uh, I walk the neighborhood, talk to people. Um, people want to come in, stick their head in. As long as the place is not too badly damaged, um, you know, I, I let them come in. They can see what I'm doing. Um, and so... You know, I want to I want to thank everyone for promoting uh, this business and promoting um, everything that I'm doing. So, you know, just round of applause to, to you all. And like I mentioned earlier, there are people out here that I've been watching the last couple of days, listening to on diff- on various podcasts. Um, and there are people out here promoting uh, what they have sold, but mentioning, um, you know, not how to get the highest and best use out of their uh, out of their deals. Uh, um, uh, you know, a lot of people, they, they say all these things, but they don't really go into detail on how they found it, how they got um, the money to help purchase it, how they got the money to help fix it up, uh, whether they use credit cards, hard money uh, loans, uh, whether they're, uh, they they tried to wholesale it uh, and, and couldn't, what was another avenue, whatever it may have been. Um, you know, they, they, they look flashy. All right. But basically, they don't you know, they're not mentioning, um, you know, how it, it was probably a good deal, but it could have been better. So, uh, you know, and excuse me, as I'm, I'm trying to read my notes to make sure I'm hitting all my my key points. Uh, so I'm not going to mention this person's name. I'm just going to say he's a guru. Uh, that's what he he goes by. Um, you know, he's also a, a, a said flipper, uh, not flipper, but wholesale. I guess he flips also. Uh, but he was talking about how the last couple of deals he, um, you know, it was one he said he made like 90,000 on it, but, uh, it was two in particular I want to speak about, or I don't know if they were houses there or empty lots, but he said he made 45,000 on one deal, 46,000 on another. And then he talked about what well, the people that bought the property from him made, um, 456,000. Another person, they, they, they have a, opportunity to make a lot more money. He didn't mention how much they make. I think they were still fixing up uh, a few of the properties. So he had a big lot. I'm not sure they knocked down the home, like I said. And he said, well, they were privy to, to information that he was not um, made aware of. But that's that's a fear. But that's a lie. He's been doing real estate long enough. He should have enough money. What you know, Because a lot of these people that do these, um, they call themselves gurus and do-rus and uh, wholesalers and flippers. If you own, you know, um, they promote classes. If you're teaching classes, charging people a nice little penny, there shouldn't be anything that you don't know about real estate. And what I mean by that is, you know, you're going out here trying to teach people and then you're saying, well, you lost money on the deal. 45000 46000 is not a bad, uh, not a bad amount of money to make. But when you're those, that type of person like myself that's trying to, that he says he's trying to uh, fight gentrification, that's you know that it's it's unexcusable 
if you make 46,000, 45,000, and then you go and promote or help out, uh, assist uh, gentrification. All right. Um, and then like to not be made of, say you, you wasn't made aware of the information that that's a lie. I uh, just got to call it out what it is. Um, because what happens is every city, ha- you know, you have a art, you know, zoning, all right. You have zoning rules, zoning laws, you have zoning committees, planning committees, uh, inspectors, et cetera, that will help you. You know, you ask a question, they, some will come meet you. Uh, cause no matter how busy they say they are, they're not too, too busy, you know, just for, uh, unless they're understaffed in certain cities, you know, that's how it is. But what happens is you go to these meetings, you can, you only have to go to the meetings, you just call. And, uh, cause I've done it. And, you know, you can see if there's zone like R3, R2, whatever it is, you know, residential, uh, three family, three units, two units on a, uh, on a lot. And what it's based off of, they'll let you know if it's, uh, it's zoned for a duplex already, or if you can go and rezone it, they'll let you know what paperwork to fill out or what meeting to go to. Uh, some of them, you can just talk to them and they do all the work for you because they're, some people are truly here to help improve and beautify their cities, their towns, their neighborhoods, their side of the uh, of, of the city, their side of the community, whatever it may be, uh, to try to bring in more business just to, cause they probably, you know, where they, where they, they live at, where they're from. Um, but like I say, you can, and the way that this is, um, this works out is you, how many houses, how many units you can put, how many bodies can live on a, a lot is also, is deemed by the separate tank, but in the city, uh, there's typically, unless the house is extremely old, it's not going to be, uh, and, you know, and it went through annex, and it's not going to be based on the septic tanks. It's going to be based off the size of the lot. So is the square footage. So, uh, and I guess every city would be a little different, but based off the square footage would be how many homes or how many units you can put there. And he said he was not made aware of this. I don't know how, if since you, you know, if you've been the, if you started real estate in 06, 07, 08, like he said he did, he should know. You know, you are here teach, teaching classes, talking about how much money you make, talking about, oh, investing in a G-Wagon. And that's a whole nother story. And he doesn't even have a G-Wagon himself. And he's telling people that they need to buy it. Like he's trying to sell a dream and and to try to get other people to invest in his courses. That's, that's all it is. He's not out here trying to show people. Uh, that you can do this, you can do that. That's this is what I'm doing. I'm I don't charge anybody. Uh, somebody stopped me on the streets, whatever. I only say stop me on the streets, but whatever it may be, I talk to them and it's all free. There's enough houses out here, even with the economy changing and things getting harder for myself. There's still ways of people making money. Now these people that sell a hope and a dream, they make their money off these classes. Just to let everybody know, if you haven't paid attention to my last podcast, uh, not last podcast, but you know, just paid attention to this podcast, Real Estate for Beginners. Uh, I've been mentioning this. I done set through the courses. I put two, you know, one and one together to get two. They they make all their money on the, the seminars. They charge you $600 uh, or they give you a free course at a hotel. Um, and you go to the, this, I guess, a little ballroom and they meet and they say these hopes and dreams. Then they tell you, if you want tickets, $600. What some people do is they'll give their family members uh, the money and, they're, they're, you know, they say anybody want to pay, don't nobody get up. The family members that they gave the money to will get up and say, yeah, I pay. Uh, and, and so that gets people, once one person gets up, usually people follow. It's a scheme. I've been there. I've seen it. Never part, uh, partook in it. Um, and then they say, well, once you sign up for part two, 
you had this lunch, then you're able to meet uh, the other investors for another 600 or another $800 or another 1700 And so that's how they make their money. All right. So, you know, don't don't fall for the, the, the scams. The way you need to look into, I guess I give an analogy, the way you need to look into real estate investing, uh, you need to look into it like you are preparing for a competition. Whether you're, you know, you're working out, you're bodybuilding, you're exercising, whatever it is, you know, you, you're going to, you know, you want to set goals. Like, what do you want to accomplish? All right. Um, and then, you know, and so then after that, you're going to look at probably 100 deals. All right. You're looking at these deals because then you're, you're learning the market and then you're going to go out and you're going to compete. All right. You're going to go out there and, and buy. So to, to break this analogy down is when you're looking at the goals, you have you, you envision yourself doing something before you do it. So you know what you want to look like at, at the end. But then, you know, you know, you need to know set small goals and see how you're going to get to that main goal. So you're looking at these deals and you're saying, well, you know, what can you afford? What's your comfort zone? You know, you do you do the baby steps. You don't go out here and try to run 15 miles and you never, you know, on your cardio day, you you don't run. All right? You don't go out here and try to lift 700 pounds and you haven't lived first 200. All right. And so you're analyzing the deals to get better. All right. That's your practice. You're saying what, you know, if you bought this house for 50,000 and then you uh, you fix it up, uh, how much would you have to fix it up for? How long are they taking the sale? How long are they taking the rent? What are they renting for? All right. And then the competition is when you go out there and you actually you bought you purchase the house. Now you're in the, you're in the competition. You're competing against everyone, the heavyweights, the, the, the amateurs and the, the semi-professionals, whatever it may be. Now you're out there competing. So, you know, I'm breaking that down, hopefully in an analogy that, um, you know, it, it could be understood. And um, and so the last thing oh, I want to say the last thing, but the second to last, I will say once you purchase a home, uh, one thing. You know, I advise you going into the new year is find someone, rent to someone that can, that has some type of technology, only say technologically savvy, but um, has access, easy access, has a history, whether it's, it's with a bank or not through a bank. You could be with Cash App, Venmo. Um, those th- these things are free. It's not it's not safe. It hasn't been safe uh, since the beginning of the time uh, uh, since, you know, we started taking the currency to walk around with money. All right. And so, you know, you want, you want to, um, you know, for, as far as free, you know, you can accept the money deposit within two days, uh, depending on the amount uh, Venmo may uh, block it. Um, it may have having to do a smaller amount, uh, you know, depending on how much you charge it for rent. But uh, typically it takes, you know, one to two, maybe three days for Venmo, but it's free. All right. So they, they pay you, um, and you don't have to leave your house. You can be anywhere. They can be anywhere. It's easy for them. Now, if they, if, you know, a lot of people, and the reason I say someone with a history of a bank account, because you get with someone, and like I say, learning from past experiences, these people that only have a cash app, they get paid and they don't have a bank account, which is a lot of people in America, and you may not even really think about it. Um, a lot of people, they, they use these uh, cards, uh, that you can get from the counter at the, the gro- uh, grocery store or Dollar General. And so they don't have a real bank account. And what happens is they lose these cards and then you, they got to wait to go to the store and get another one. People pro- procrastinate or if they use Cash App uh, and they only have a Cash App card, they lose it. And then it takes five or six days to get another one. But, you know, 
Um, you know, I, I think, and I could be wrong, Cash App may put a, a freeze on it um, or whatever uh, if they order a new car and they can't do any spending. But it may not be a freeze uh, and they can still send money to people. But that I'm not, you know, 100% privy on. But you want to find someone that has a history. That's why I say a history of using Cash App, using Venmo, because they have a long history of it and they haven't lost their cars. And, you know, it's just looked at like a regular bank. But people that... You know, you know, you, you just got to be nosy when you're a landlord. If they, ha- they haven't had the cash app that long or Venmo that long or they have all these different ones and they don't be like, well, you can use cash app. Like, well, I don't use cash app. I use Chime. Uh, are you like, oh, yeah, you go ahead and use Chime. Blah. You know, or can I also use Venmo? Be like, no, I want to stick to one. And the reason you want to stick to one is because, you know, that, that shows that they try to hide. You know, they try to, you know, they, they, they're not. Uh, responsible. Now, another thing I do is I take Square also, but Square I do an upcharge because Square, you know, you have a card, a debit card, a credit card, whatever they want to use on file, but uh, Square charges you a certain percent. It's like 2.5 or 3 percent if it's not swiped. Um, so if you enter it in and then they charge you like 13 or 23 cent uh, also on top of that. So you get, you know, you could charge them that fee or charge them 3 percent, say 2.5, whatever. Uh, and, um, you know, for, for you doing that, I even charge, cause you got to think if you got to come up, come to that house and pick up the, the cash, or if you got to go and, and drive around and get a money gram, that's your time. That's your, that's your mileage. That's, you know, putting you in a, un, you know, unsafe place. Cause you know, you can say whatever you want to. I've had, uh, retired police officers, uh, police officers, people that work in the hospital, nurses or mental facilities, um, construction guys. You know, so people had legit jobs. People work for the school system and people don't want to pay for whatever reason. So it's not just because I, I'm doing uh, affordable uh, rentals. And we all know what, what affordable means. Uh, it means that basically I'm not charging market rate or above. I'm charging below and way below market rate. Um, you know, so you know, people are going to mess up your house. People, you know, you're going to, they're going to treat it like you, you want them to treat it. Isn't But it's not as bad as what some people emphasize as long as you stay up on it. Uh, so like I say, Cash App, Venmo, and, and they're not sponsoring this uh, video. So don't think I'm saying this because they're giving me money. Uh, none of these companies are. So, you know, um, I take, I take all these different things, but I like to th- stick to one thing. So I like to do Cash App. Can't do Cash App. I do Venmo. Now, I have some people that I've had for a while and um, they lost their cash app. They don't do Venmo. Uh, so they decided to do Chime. Uh, so but, you know, stick to one platform. All three of them are, are decent. Um, I won't put one over, you know, better than another, but all three of them are decent. So cash app, Venmo, Chime, Square, MoneyGrams, uh, all are better than picking up the money in cash. All right. Now, lastly, um, Something that I've been thinking about was, uh, is, as far as a landlord, like what la- most landlords do is they, they rent to a tenant um, and they have in the contract that, uh, you know, the place must be kept up to the standards that it, it is currently uh, as far as, you know, the day that they rent, the tenants rent out the place. But what happens is, you know, most tenants, they, they will pay the rent and things get torn up and, um what goes on is the, the landlord will say, well, if it's something that's caused by the house or uh, regular wear and tear that the landlord fixes, but if it's not, 
uh, say clogged up toilet like what I just had uh, at two of my places. So if it's not uh, caused by uh, regular wear and tear, what the landlord would do is say, well, if you got to pay this fee. If you don't pay it, you got to move out. Well, certain people, no matter if they're paying low income or high, they, they're kind of strapped with money. And so, what you know, if you force them out or, you, you know, you're a victim, what happens is uh, you as a landlord have to fix that problem. Any any other minor problem or major problem that was there um, before someone else can move in. So what you can do is, you know, suck up your pride a little bit, but, uh, you know, you add it on kind of like what I did. Uh, you add it on to their rent. So, uh, you know, I find a handyman or someone I can trust that charges but doesn't charge an arm and a leg. So they charge $100. And so what you do is for that, however long that remainder of the lease is, you know, and if it, and then you can go month to month after that. But uh, say the lease is for a year. They move in. Uh, they got like eight months left. So you divide that 100 by eight and you add it on to their rent. And so, you know, it kind of helps out people that are strapped with, with money. Um, so yeah, you got to foot the bill up front, but either way, you know, if they can't afford it, you're going to have to foot the bill if you're a victim and foot the bill plus more. Uh, you know, you, you think about other repairs, but also, um, you know, court costs and stuff like that get taken off work if you do have another job. But, um, you know, so that's, some, that's another avenue. So if something happens, they, you know, they, they break a window. If they can't afford it right then, and you put this all in your contract. Uh, that, you know, the landlord will pay for it, but it has to be put into, um, it has to be added on to the rent. But then, like I say, if they don't pay it, then you can go to the eviction, but it gives them uh, another avenue instead of paying like uh, $500 to fix a window. The window may be 250 plus uh, maybe 175 or 200, 250 for labor. Uh, you just charge, you know, you uh, put it into the rent. So, you know, um, even if it's, Month, you know, it goes to be month to month. Maybe you feel like, well, now it's going to be month to month. I have no way of holding them. You know, you also had the security deposit. And a lot of people are like, oh, take it out of the security deposit. No, you don't, you don't necessarily have to because if they break a window, they they stop up a, a toilet and it's backflowing the whole house now. Um, you know, I had had people push like, uh, what is that? Um, like big old galls and and baby diapers down in there. Once it closes up, not just one toilet is going to close up the main line uh, and the whole house messes up, you know, that's going to be more than the security deposit. You know, uh, that's what people don't don't think about. But I mean, that is why you have a security deposit. But, you know, if your security deposit is $700, the main line is stopped up, it could cost you $1,400. So, you know, you could take that security deposit, which you already have anyway, um, and then say, well, if it was $1,400, security probably was $700, and you just make them pay the other $700 uh, in monthly installments. But if they, month to month, you can charge them a little more. Um, say, instead of charging them, let me let me try to do the math right quick. Um, say, $700 divided by, um, say, it was 12 months, it'd be $58. But say, if it's month to month, instead of charging $58, so you charge them an extra, um, say, $75, $80 a month. So you're looking at $700 divided by, say, $80. So in eight months, I mean, maybe you can uh, recoup some of your money. Um, but just realize, you know, that's some of the hassles you come across when you're dealing with lower-end properties. These people 
a lot of people, period, are not going to have an extra $1,400 or $700 is laying around. And the reason I say, you know, it could cost $1,400 is because I just had, um, what happened was it, I had the crawl space, uh, but the, the clog or whatever it was clogging it was, um, and I think what this was, it was grease. It turned hard, but it pushed down towards the septic tank. And so it left from up under the house. So they was trying to find it. So they had to cut lines. Then they had to dig in the ground. And so what happened was it, I think it got caught right there at the septic tank, right there at the lip. But they had to find out where it is. So they had to do all that digging all the way to the septic tank. Uh, and then they had to dig up the septic tank lid, pull it, pull it up, man, try to scrape it out. Because what happens with grease, people don't realize once it cools it, and it's grease on top of grease and packs up, it turned hard as a rock. And so, you know, it just, it, it took some time. Uh, but like I said, it cost me a lot of money. But then, um, you know, you just try to work out something with the tenant and just know at the end, you know, you don't want to put them in a bad situation. You want to try to put somebody in that's going to try to help you out. But, you know, you, you don't want to put, you know, put yourself in a situation where you, you hurt too, too bad. All right. So these are some of the things you got to think about, you know, you may not be able to do a five hundred or six hundred dollar rent like I like I did. And some of my properties I had to go up with the rent because I'm no longer traveling. I I'm hiring other people so I can spend my time with my family. And since we moved away, it's like four hours one one trip. So, you know, it's just for safety. Uh, you know, I had I had to re raise the rent. But um, you know, that's that's the end. I wanna thank everybody for staying tuned to the podcast. Hopefully I can have some of my uh sponsors come and and speak. Um, and if you want to reach out, you have any questions, you can contact me at WAG Realty. Uh, and that's WAG, W-A-G, Realty, L-L-C, uh, on Facebook. You can also reach out to me on Instagram at Peachtree Property Management. Uh, if you want to donate to the, you know, to to the podcast, to, you know, you want to, uh, if you want to donate, you can go to Cash App, the money sign, WAG Realty, L-L-C, or you can go to at Peachtree uh, property on Venmo, and you can leave a small any donation a dollar, two dollars, five dollars, ten, whatever it is. I'm, I'm appreciative. Um, and if you want to uh, see some of my videos, I'm trying to do a little bit better with my videos and make them look a little nicer. But you can contact me or watch them at on YouTube, and it's WAG Realty LLC of North Carolina. Of well, I think it's WAG Realty LLC. Uh, of NC. So that stands for North Carolina's abbreviation. So WAG Realty uh, LLC of NC. Until next time, take care.